Hello, everyone. My name is Kimchi, and welcome to another episode of One for the Table. <laughs> and then there's my co-host, who's just like laughing and not saying anything. I am. I just appreciate the fact that you're really feeling these these uh, new microphones. You're feeling it too. You're like sitting in, sitting there with your head tilted, as if like I you're in like, like a music recording studio. Mm-hmm. Like she thinks she's like Mariah Carey. No, Whitney. She she had the she always did the microphone on the side. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Whitney, yeah. you ain't. I mean, anyways, I um, a girl can dream. That's John Kong. Did you say this is one for the table already? I did. Yeah. Were you not listening? Oh, shit. All right. We are so, we are professional, and we have a special guest with us today. A very special guest. Um, a viral sensation. Uh, one of my favorite drag queen. An actual legend. Um, she is from Chicago. Give a warm welcome to Auntie Chan. Yay! Hey, y'all. How's it going? What's up? Hi, Auntie. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me, y'all. I'm so excited to talk about food. I love eating good. Of mm. course. Don't we? We talk all. about food, and then we get, like, off track, and we talk about everything else. Everything else. Everything, everything else, too. But first, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, yeah. I am a Chicago drag queen. I live it up here in the Midwest. I've been here for about like eight or nine years now, but I'm originally from Houston, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to my hotties. And uh, I was born and raised in a Cambodian family, child of immigrants. That informs the food, the the trauma, all that. All right. Welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of um, Cambodian population here in L.A., um, and a lot mm. of the donut shops, most of the donut shops here in L.A. are actually owned by Cambodian immigrants. Oh, yeah. Um, they slay the game out there. There's a documentary called Donut King. Yes. If you haven't seen it, that's a good one. But um, so, Auntie, um, I first heard about you uh, when the video of you reclaiming my time uh, went viral yeah. on the Internet, the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think we've never got to work together, even though we were both from, like, the Chicago scene, because... um. Right when I got on Drag Race and then started touring, that's when you like became big and then you like took over the Chicago scene like by storm. Yeah, I wish we had like some overlap, but uh, I know some of the girlies like Valentine and and like your your friends are still like out here. But you you went up and left and pursued big old LA dreams. Yeah, I told myself like I'm never gonna be one of those queen like that go on Drag Race and move to LA. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so yeah, and like less than a year. <laughs> I became that girl that I am. I was very vocal about not being. Listen, you start out as a hater and then you become it. That's like that's whole, my whole storyline. <laughs> that is the American dream. Uh, I love being a hater, so <laughs> it's my favorite pastime. What I love like the most about your drag is your performances. Um, at least like the videos and the clips I've seen, they're really funny. They're not just like put on a number and like dance and buck but they're like conceptual funny performances mm. uh, i think one of my um favorite performance that you did was um it's like the inflatable man mm-hmm. oh yes oh yes to to sandstorm yes <laughs> yes that's a fun one. Oh my god oh my god, god yes. i remember that one oh, oh the god. parking lot tube time tube sandstorm Oh, that was a great one. One of my favorite ones uh, you did, it was a video, not a performance, but you were doing like a Housewives intro twirl. 
and you did like you you took a you did a take to the camera and you were like i'm like a chicago style deep dish pizza nobody asked for this and it just <laughs> killed me oh thanks yeah i i feel like i just kind of lean into like something really dumb and annoying and goofy and also kind of chaotic so that way like if i do end up getting like tired on stage or like um unhinged they're like oh my god she's really committed to it when in reality i'm like girl i'm so tired this this song is like five <laughs> minutes long oh my god how long have you been doing drag for um i've been doing it since i was 21 so seven years now yeah oh. yeah oh it's, my god it's, it's been a while and i was on drag race like seven years ago so <laughs> you mm, already started yeah. right when i got in drag race <laughs> wow I've noticed that um, right after I left Chicago, now, when I was in the Chicago scene, like, the places you perform mm. were Berlin, Hydrate, Roscoe's, and, like, a few other bars. But now, there are so many places that Queens perform at. Like, I see one almost like a restaurant, but then Queens are performing in the stairwell. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, oh. That one is Meeting House. Yeah, that one is, like, up in Andersonville. Camilla Fox does that one. But I mean, all the same bars have held up. Like Berlin, people still go there. People still go to Hydrate, Roscoe's, all that. But what shocked me the most is um, my favorite dim sum place in Chicago, where I used to get dim sum like on Sundays. Like, does drag shows now there? Yes, for Rama. Yes, yes. that's crazy. Girl, you can't enjoy your food anymore. There's a drag queen behind you begging for money. <laughs> Like, if I never just... saw that coming. <laughs> yup, yup. Are they pushing the carts? <laughs> uh, you know what? They're not pushing the carts because that would be such a liability. But they do it buffet style, so you just, like, grab a ticket and go up there. But you know what? Maybe I'll push the cart. That Maybe would that's be amazing. Style that would now? be such a great thing mm -hmm. if, like, you had a drag queen number where you, like, pushed a dim sum cart. <laughs> Oh my god, you know, they don't have dessert there, so I could do that as like a sweet treat number. Just pass out like mango sticky rice or something. Yes! What song would oh you do my it? god! Probably like some Katy Perry song. Well, what song do you think I should do it to? Push it. Ah, push it. Mm -hmm. As you're pushing within some cars. Nice. Mm -hmm. Push it real good. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and you know, like um, at some places, they're always trying to like push dishes that aren't selling <laughs> so like even though you say like no they're like these chive dumplings are really good and it's like no no we're good no no, no. try the chive dumplings and i'm like no i'm really good at chive dumplings and then they circle the hall around and they offer you the chive dumplings again and i'm like no like i really don't like stop pushing these chive dumplings on me that are cold at this point <laughs> please eat them we made them yesterday please yeah <laughs> wait but for almost like a buffet style now yeah, you get a food ticket and then uh, you get a seat and with the food ticket you just like go up to the buffet line and it's, they serve you. There's like people that uh, will put the portions onto your plate. But yeah, people will line up, grab their food, sit down, eat, enjoy the show. Egg rose, chow fun, beef and broccoli, you know, Whoa. Chinese takeout. Mm -hmm. but, oh, but then it's not dim sum buffet, it's like Chinese buffet style. It's like Chinese buffet style, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. so you won't find like chicken feed and like hargao like on this buffet line. Or they have ribs. it there, but they, they don't put it on the menu because, you know, not everyone's going to get into the chicken feed. Uh, everybody chicken should feed. get into the chicken feed. Right. 
everyone should. And we could train those people. We could train the suburb, like, white folks. Hey, you want to get freaky? You like pee? <laughs> right. Don't knock until you try it, you know? And maybe yeah. if it's at a buffet line, people will try a piece and say, like, oh, this is not mm-hmm. bad. And then they try it again. And it's like, you know what? This is pretty good. And next thing you know, they're like, I kind of crave it now. You know, that's how you get familiar mm. with you know what? Let me do a number where I'm a chicken with a foot fetish, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be the same day they start serving chicken feet. Um, please, you have to send me the video clips. <laughs> please. <laughs> so, do you perform um, at Forama 2? I do, yeah. I am there monthly. Um, me, Abhijit, and my friend Love Me, uh, we produce a monthly all-Asian drag show. Um, we have got like an AAPI one coming up Saturday. Uh, by the time this comes out, yep, y'all have already like missed it, but, uh, Kamara Hall is going to be there. Um, but yeah, we usually pull out like six performances, two seatings, people eat their food, we buck, and it's like a beautiful Chinese banquet hall. You know, like the ones that you see in like Mm -hmm. movies, like Freaky Friday type of shit. It's a beautiful Chinese which uh, Chinese banquet halls are actually perfect for drag shows because they always have a stage. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like people love to do like karaoke or whatever. And like the dining hall is wide enough and there's like plenty of like walking room between like the tables. So you can like walk around and collect tips. Yeah. And the space is like made for like Lunar New Year celebration. So it's big. Like it's supposed to facilitate like a lion costume and, and dragon dancing and all that stuff. So do they have like changing rooms and stuff too? No. <laughs> oh, well, okay. That that they don't have. They don't have a little. Yeah, that's the thing about Chicago. Like, um, changing rooms are in in the bars that do have changing room. It's a little sus. Like, um, mm-hmm. like Hydrate in Berlin, for example, is in the basement, but the basement is like, like Hydrate basement is like what, like three foot tall <laughs> oh like, my god stand up. <laughs> yes yes the berlin basement they were like oh we're doing renovations i was like so excited to see like a new dressing room in the basement they just peeled all the stickers off the mirror that's all they did <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the wall of stickers that are yes. just like oh my god i'm a queen i'm selling stickers i'm gonna put one here as they just scraped all of those off like, <laughs> and that was like the renovation <laughs> that was the renovation i remember one time at um hydrate so I was wearing like a headpiece that was made out of like peacock feathers. So it was like a three foot like tall headpiece and I like secured it in my head and it took me like a while to do it. And then after I put the headpiece on, I realized I left my CD at the back of like the dressing room. So CD. I had to like go back to the basement, <laughs> literally crawl. <laughs> I couldn't stand up or even like crouch. I had to crawl to like back of the dressing room to grab the CD and then bring it back up like to the DJ booth. Oh, my God. Uh, a humbling experience. I remember hearing about your, like, burrito performances and, like, you just, like, eating as a drag number. And I think we need to bring food back into drag. And people need to eat. Oh, more. my God. Before, yeah, before Drag Race, I used to do, like, the weirdest numbers. I don't know what happened. What was, Wait, what was, what is this burrito number? I don't know anything about this. It was to uh, Mandy Moore's I Want to Be With You. And basically, like, I make out with a Chipotle burrito and... <laughs> basically like eat it on the stage <laughs> that is you know? high art that is that is a performance piece that is amazing you should definitely bring that back <laughs> and now you can get chipotle to sponsor that is true mm. have true. you ever done any food numbers on tea um 
I I have. I've done uh, a uh, a number where it's like a you know like a dip party in the Midwest where you just like have a bunch of dips and you just eat it. No. That's a, apparently a Midwest thing. Uh, they just gather people, you bring your own dip, and then there's like slices of vegetables and chips that are there that you can like dip into. But I, I did a number where it was just like a bunch of different dips, and it was to dip it low by Christina Milian, just like <laughs> eating it slow <laughs> and sultry. I was just like trying, so to work, good. So, I'm trying to look real cute and fancy, got my pageant gown on, and I'm just like dipping it low, picking it up slow. <laughs> <laughs> not a dip party but um i've gone to like a thanksgiving party that was supposed to be a potluck mm-hmm. and the host didn't prepare like a turkey because the host said someone would bring the turkey for some reason and every single person brought chips and salsa oh. like every single person <laughs> so it was like a thanksgiving chips and salsa party unintentionally so i guess you could call it a dip party <laughs> Vibe check. And that's the only dip party I've ever been to. <laughs> wow. Chips and salsa. Yeah. Bread and butter. Nothing turns a party like a good chips and salsa. Have you been seeing these like TikTok trends where it's a group of like Asians and they're different different ethnicities of Asians and they would be like, hey, I'm yes. Chinese and I brought Chow Fan. Yes, I'm I brought yes. the Dalby. It looks okay. so good. I, I want to like, I, and like there's always some person LA. that brings Jolly Bee. There is the Filipino, yes, MVP. and there's always that one person who brings like a tiny tub, like like that's barely enough to feed one person. And it all comments are like, "That person missed the mark." Oh, that person didn't get the memo. Like, who invited this person? Yes. <laughs> and then there's always like that one girl that goes like above and beyond, and she's like a whole like Vietnamese like spring roast bread that's like enough to feed yes. like an army. Oh my god, yes, just getting really ethnic with it, like Bansia with like fish so sauce. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want that. I've always wanted to go to like one of those like um potlucks, but yeah, I don't know enough. You don't know enough <laughs> Asians. I mean, I know enough Asians, but they're all, <laughs> they're all particular. I mean, living in LA, I don't know. People in LA have such like a weird relationship with food. Like, I feel like most of those videos are of people in LA. Yeah, but I don't know them. Like. Oh, I, okay. At least I all the like, people I know, like, like your foodie I don't know, friends, they're like, they all have like weird relationship foods. So like, they don't eat this, they don't eat that, and I don't know. Mm. Gay people, or they end up getting me to cook. <laughs> You're a great cook, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want. And what's it. your favorite food, Auntie? Hmm, a food that I could eat every day and I get sick of it is a spring roll. I love a shrimp. Mm spring roll or a banh mi oh that's very nice that's a good one uh like barbecue pork classic order Mm. how how old are you when you left um you said houston is Mm -hmm. that right Mm -hmm. yeah how old are you when you left um i left houston when i was 18 okay so you weren't doing drag back you weren't doing drag down there Mm -mm. were you like ever immersed in like southern drag scene at all Unfortunately, no. I I wasn't out when I was in Houston. I came out in college because college makes you gay, as they say. Mm-hmm. And I was here in Chicago. Um, but I've okay. gone back home a couple times and went to the gay bars and um, have gay friends there now. 
but no. Is there a big pageant scene in Chicago? Then I don't know anything about continental. Rad, but mm-hmm. oh, that's right. Okay, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say like. I, I mean, it's a big scene, but everybody like comes into Chicago for it. But yeah. I feel like the like a lot of the Chicago people that live there are like not part of like the pageant scene. I would say, right? Like yeah. at least like the most like Boys Town crowd is like not into pageant scene. Yeah, at least not in my circle. And I know producers uh, try to be good about booking the pageant queens, like past continental winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they live here too, like uh, Milka Montrese, mm-hmm. Mimi Marks, all the all the legends like are in our scene. Um, but the actual like pageant pageant scene uh, is really with like, yeah, the, the continental, the, the Vic. And I'm sure there is a scene that I'm just like ignorant about um that is completely out of my circle but yeah they're out here mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Wait, wait and i keep saying boys town but is that is it still called boys town i think it's called north halstead now they changed north it halstead, to like okay. north halstead to be more inclusive but um okay yeah people still call it boys town mm-hmm. i'm i've just been calling it like habitually because like that's like <laughs> what i was raised <laughs> right Right. So growing up in Houston, what was like the food like at home? Mm. Kalakis. Mm. Which is a what? Kalakis? What what? Oh, um, I do. I do love a kalachi, yes. A jalapeno sausage. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, jalapeno sausage one is my favorite too. Those are bomb. Yeah, I, I get... have a bunch of aunties and uncles. Wait, what are you going to say? No, I get one every time I'm in Houston. They're so yummy. Yeah, the kolaches, the uh, just cheese Wait, rolls. Wait, what are they? Because I don't know what they are. Kolaches is basically kolachi? like a soft bun filled with like hot dog. Mm-hmm. It's like a Polish thing, I think. Mm-hmm. And then there's like one that's like cheddar and a hot dog. And then there's one that's like jalapeno and the hot dog. The jalapeno one mm-hmm. is bomb. Yeah, they like encase it with the bread or whatever the 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 carb and then they bake it as opposed to like baking it and then stuffing it so i think that's the that's like the kolache way and a bunch of cambodian uh donut shops do that that's like their their savory breakfast item if you're not going to get a glazed donut you get a, a kolache uh but yeah had a lot of donuts a lot of cambodian food from my mom and a lot of viet cajun food <gasps> Via Cajun. The best. Yeah. The best. Oh my god, and that's like Houston specific too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, could you tell us more about like Via Cajun? Because the only thing I know is like crawfish boil. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's it's like an infusion of uh, a fusion of uh the Vietnamese like immigrants and like the, the New Orleans like Cajun influence and just kind of everything from like like Galveston, Houston, to like New Orleans, like that area just has a lot of like spice and uh, Asian aromatics, like the Chinese cinnamon, all that, all that stuff infused into one. I feel like Viet Cajun crawfish boil is like the quintessential like meal that describes it perfectly or that fits the description perfectly. Um, but yeah, it's what a lot makes of some Viet Cajun crawfish? a crawfish boil like different from like a regular crawfish boil it's definitely the spices that go into it i feel like it's like the asian spices mixed with like Mm -hmm. a ton of butter 
and garlic. Mm. Yes. Mm. It's just like mm. all, all the sinful, like, good stuff. Like, oh, there's a lot of butter in here and then some coconut milk in there and then all... Oh, Oh, I could taste the oh, lemon grass milk in too. this. Oh. Yes, you, you'll be farting, girl. This stuff will tear you up. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the place that you took me when you were in Chi- we were in Chicago? Not that seafood on tables place, was it? Oh, um, that one, that one was like Thai style. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it spicy? It was. I don't yeah. remember it. I don't. Oh, I don't remember it as being that spicy. It was like very like lemongrassy more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking up Vietnamese Viet Cajun crawfish boil, and it's uh, in from a Southern Living uh, <laughs> recipe. Um, but then they're talking about like having like zatarans and Old Bay seasoning, but mixing it with like lemongrass mm-hmm. and garlic and fish sauce. Ooh, this sounds good. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Honestly, fish and sauce even is the... the magic. Yeah, you put fish sauce in anything, always. and it just like elevates it always like fish sauce is like the best condiment that most americans like don't know about and should use mm-hmm. like whenever i make like chicken like vegetable soup at home instead of like getting salt i just add fish sauce and it's so much yeah. better so so much better and even like the butter sauce for this thing it's like it's butter but then they're like chopping the lemongrass and putting it into the butter but still using cayenne pepper and garlic this sounds mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. there's a dipping sauce and for those viewers listening the oh, dipping sauce yes and the yeah. fish sauce too mm-hmm. yeah in the mm-hmm. fish sauce like lime garlic salt mm-hmm. and then you throw the fish sauce and drown it like that's that's the dipping mm-hmm. sauce and if you're gonna get really naughty um there. some like bird's eye chili crushed in there if you like it hot yes always do you like spicy food oh yeah my my mom like really trained us to eat like incredibly spicy foods like one of another one of my favorite foods is this like just lime bird's eye chili and fish sauce but there's a lot of chilies in it and uh she boils like tripe and just slices the tripe up and we dip the tripe Mm. in this like really tart and um hot sauce and like our faces are like sweating off from how hot it is but it's just like so addicting to to have the textures of like the tripe absorb everything from the sauce and sit on it and to just like pant from how good it is my my mouth is watering from like hearing you speak a lot i love tripe it's dinner time over here i can't even oh (laughs) i know i had a turkey sandwich for lunch and i'm like "Eh, boring (laughs) comfort tripe puck we're having yes oh my gosh yes i i one of my favorite meals to eat in chicago during the winter is the uh, szechuan hot hot pot though that mm-hmm. that has been like yes. very frequent for yes. me do you go all the way to chinatown for that mm-hmm. go to chinatown i i uh try to go to like a hot pot place that's like a little off the strip so it's not too busy um mm-hmm. and i just like do the buffet style and just eat till my stomach hurts Yes, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, honestly hot pot is like something I wish I could eat like all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like so comforting and also like based on like what you choose, you know, it can be so healthy or it can be really naughty. Mm-hmm. What's but, stopping like, you? No Why matter not? what at the end. I, she lives I in don't LA. know. I, it gets hot. It gets uh, yeah, but getting hot is like not an issue. I. Me and my friends, um, whenever we go to these, these oh, you can eat hot pot places, 
unintentionally like we each almost to the point where like waddling out of there like so full and so uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's that like I feel like it's it's a universally Asian mentality where if you go somewhere and it is all you can eat, you just like something inside you just turns on. You're just like I need to get my money's worth, but really like your money's worth is like self-inflicting harm like you're you're like actually doing yourself physical harm which actually just sounds like every chinese state of being i don't know about y'all but you mm-hmm. know but then you think about like only thing i've eaten is like vegetable and protein but the plot twist is like you've eaten so much of the vegetables and protein <laughs> yeah you can like it doesn't really matter if you eat too much of something it's not gonna be good for you yeah yeah, yeah the the asian well, man in me is like you have to get the beef the crab leg if there's it do not stuff yourself mm-hmm. on pizza and the chicken wings that's a distraction no french fries that's for the kids mm-hmm. and you eat until you reach a point where you have to eat fruit and then you eat fruit and then you go back to eating like all the expensive protein again mm-hmm. yes and like i don't know if you have any experiences going to like a brazilian barbecue place where it's like non-stop meat and all you can eat but like yeah remember going in there Yes, yeah, sure. is like when my mom would take me to one, we would go in there with like a plan. Like you didn't eat all day, but you didn't starve yourself because you're you, you couldn't let like let your belly shrink. And like they would have the most tantalizing salad bars mm. with like parts of palm mm-hmm. that you can't find mm-hmm. anywhere else. Like they're like, so parts big at these Brazilian yeah. bars. Yeah. They, it's like they save like the big, juiciest, most mm-hmm. tender hearts of palm just for Brazilian barbecues because they need to distract you from the top sirloin. Mm-hmm. And like they, then they put all the like bready cheese balls at the table. So you have to go in there with like a plan to be like, no, we're not going to get anything else, just the meat because we got to, quote, get our money's worth. So during pandemic, one of the um, restaurants that was open was a Trescaria. They like set up a whole thing in the parking lot. Um... So Did they deliver it to your car. <laughs> no, they're just don't cutting meat car, into your like, window. All the all the tables are like spaced apart, like in the giant parking lot, and then they bring the meat to your table. And I swear to God, I think Naomi and I went there like every week, um, to the point like they would like recognize us and like knew our order. But and oh my God, bottom sirloin, top sirloin, like the picanha, the pumpkin mm, encrusted pork, the uh, bacon mm. encrusted fillet. The sausages that they always bring by that we always say no to, but they always try to like <laughs> push it on us over and over again. The short rib. I also feel like the chicken at the churrascaria also is like a sleeper hit because they like put all of that garlic on it and it's so garlicky and so salty and it tastes so good, but nobody ever orders it because it's like chicken. That's like a cheap meat. So they always like go for the beef. Yeah, I don't, I don't put the chicken in the either. Yeah. Oh. Have a leg next time. I gotta try Brazilian. Or food. Um, I've never had any <gasps> Brazilian food before. I'm bad. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're ever gonna be in LA next time you come to LA, I'll take you to M Grill. Okay. It is fabulous. It is so good. I love anything. Do you grilled, do a lot so of travel? Yes. Um, yeah, I ish. Yeah, I I like. Okay, I go to like LA like once a year. I go to New York like once ish a year to go to go to houston like twice a year but i don't know i i pretty much stay here in chicago but i love i love i love a travel i love a trip i just came back from new york city we were up in queens um on the last day and we had dakalbi which is like the the chicken 
Takarbi or takarbi? Oh, takarbi. Uh, the chicken, yeah. Grilled chicken and cabbage. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, at the end, they, like, grabbed all this rice and threw it in there. And they just, like, cleaned up the... Mm-hmm. They just, like, scraped all the, the pieces together and just, like, fed us fried rice. And they kept putting food on our plates. But the... Like, auntie, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I can't. She's like... You're gonna, you're gonna eat this. You're gonna eat this. Oh, <laughs> uh, takarbi so good too, with all like the shiso leaf and like the sweet potato and like the spicy chicken. Mm-hmm. They throw cheese and ramen on top too. I'm like, whoa! Mm-hmm. This is, I'm gonna shit myself <laughs> right here. <laughs> so much. And so much cabbage. So much cabbage. But so I, if you can poop it all out later. Yeah. I mean, I would love a place like that here in Chicago. Um, they do a lot of KBBQ and hot pot places, but I think that that's going to be the next thing. Takarbi, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people like spicy chicken, so I feel like it could be very like commercially successful, even when you're dealing with a lot of American customers. I don't know why it's not bigger here. Mm-hmm. So Takarbi, try it if you get a chance, listeners. Takarbi. There's another dish called takarbi, which is different, which is like short rib beef patty. You want takarbi, not takarbi. Mm-hmm. So it's like a T and a D difference. Yeah. Mm. So what are your favorite Chicago restaurants? Mm. My favorite Chicago restaurants. I mean, I really like that Chulong hot pot place. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I love a pizza slice from Pizza Lobo. That's a good place. Um... Love Chick Fil A. Um, what? Just... <laughs> Love Chick Fil A. No. Um, Anti Chan exposed. Anti Chan right, right. exposed does not support gay. Love waffle fry. Mm-hmm. Can we for your um canceled tweets on Twitter? You know what? If if she's lucky, nobody lo- reads Twitter anymore. That's true. Mm-hmm. Just incels and bots on there now. AI uh, Chicago. Um. Chicago gay scene is like notorious for its like Twitter presence, I think. <laughs> oh, it's true. We get like we yeah, they they we we talk some shit here in Chicago. And you see it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been it's been a little low. Um a restaurant that I really do like, and it's like one of the the first Cambodian restaurant that I've eaten at is one up in Rogers Park called Khmai Fine Dining. Um, there's this Cambodian chef that works there and she cooks the food with like a Cambodian auntie in the back. And, uh, when mm-hmm. they come up to you, uh, you can ask like, what's yay? Yay is another name for like grandma. What's yay cooking back there? Like what's her specialty today? And yay will always have an opinion on like, oh, the soup today is so good. You have to try the soup or she'll be like, I don't know what's going on today, but I just can't make good fermented fish sauce today like do, do, just do not order that um so that is my favorite place because like i love there's an auntie back there that's being honest with like the cooking mm-hmm. yes come on find that so for um our listeners that aren't familiar with cambodian cuisine would you tell us about cambodian cuisine and some of the signature dishes mm, yeah uh psycho is uh is like beef on a stick, grilled beef. This is like a staple at temple or at a Cambodian like karaoke party gathering. Uh, it's grilled lemongrass beef skewers done over charcoal, so you can get all the good stuff. Um, Nomachok is a 
curry noodle salad or just a noodle salad. Um, mm. That's like rice vermicelli noodles with like um, Cambodian curry. Um, and Cambodian food is like Thai food, but a little spicier and a little more sour is how I would say it. We love sour and spicy. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think those are. I think like sour and spicy are like my favorite profiles, like in Asian food. I think that's one of the reasons why I also like Thai food so much, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Vietnamese food. Like Asian people do sour so well. Yeah, I agree. They do stinky really well too. I love a stinky food. I love mm-hmm. like fermented, fermented. like pungent. I, yeah. yeah, durian. It's just like unapologetic. Just like yeah, it's it it's kind of like you know it's abrasive and it might be offensive to you at first, but if you learn to love it, it's so worth it for the rest of your life. It's worth mm-hmm. it. But you have to put in the work. <laughs> you gotta put in the work to eat. Stinky. Put in the work to love it. <laughs> Start with fish sauce. That is get the squid brand, listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fish sauce like. Even when you just, like, dip, like, steak in it, it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Growing up, like, my mom would just, like, grill, like, cheap cuts of steak, and we just, like, dip it in steak sauce. It's like the condiment. Not steak sauce. Um, Fish sauce is the condiment. The steak sauce is good, too. And that'll be your dinner. <laughs> I love, like... And, like, you can do, like, a simple dipping sauce with fish sauce so easy. It's just, like, fish sauce and a little bit of sugar and a little bit of lime. And then you can put that on, like, anything. You can put that mm-hmm. on any protein or meat. But we should actually take a short little break here. So... John needs to pee. And we're, <laughs> we're back. back. Oh, well, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back when I used to um, do drag brunches and then I did a gig the night before, I would um just take the makeup off or take the lashes off and then, like wipe the makeup like between the n- nose and like the lips you know where like the mustache grows in mm-hmm. i just like take that off and then like fall asleep like dracula and then put new foundation <laughs> on over the mustache <laughs> and put the lashes back on and go to brunch <laughs> oh Mouth my open, god snoring would you w- what kind of settling spray would you need for something like that you were not crusty in the morning I mean, it's brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, like, people that are at the brunch are still waking up, too. That's true. It's true. That's no true. one's beautiful at brunch. But then one time my makeup was, like, flaking off, like, really, really bad. Um, like, right under my eyes. So then I took, like, an eyeliner and then, like, drew, like, tear marks, like, with the eyeliner. And I changed my song to, like, a sad ballad. You know, you, like, you make it work. <laughs> No, that's drag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Oh, amazing. Like, do you have any, like, fun, like, drag gig stories? I'm sure oh, you man. have. There's this really fun one where um, I was doing a show with Bambi Banks, my sister, Bambi Banks Kule, mm-hmm. and she. Uh, uh, we had to do a number where it was just like a stunt. It was like a stunt show called Plot Twist. And she came into the gig dressed up as a cat 
because uh, she was going to do like Mr. Mistopheles Cats musical and all that stunt. And then I came in dressed as a dog and we didn't even like coordinate this because I was uh, going to do uh, Bush's baked beans like the dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, he had just died. So it was like a memorial service of that dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, my number was like I was doing a seance with like five cans on the ground. And like me in the middle, just like honoring this dog to Florence and the machine. And <laughs> I, I dog am days like, are over. The dog days are over. <laughs> I'm just like over. weeping. <laughs> the dog days are over now. And I just doused myself with like Bush's baked beans. And, oh, sensual. And, I get, and people like want to come up and like say, I did a great job. But they're like, you smell so bad that I do not want to see you right now. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and Bambi uh, performed right before me, and she was like spinning a lot. And apparently, she was in the basement, like throwing up because uh, of like vertigo and like going hard. Oh, and I come downstairs, and I'm like, "Sister, are you okay? I heard you were throwing up." And she like smells the baked beans <laughs> on me, and she just like goes back to like throw it up. So oh no! It was a very stinky night. Yeah, stinky, oh, stinky, no. stinky. Oh my god! Wow. But also That's death drag. Time. That's yeah. drag. That's Not just food. drag, but also like Chicago drag. Yes. A mess. How would you describe like Chicago drag? How does it differ from like other city drag that for some people who don't know, like myself? I feel oh. like Chicago queens aren't afraid to like. Okay, so I feel like a lot of like the Chicago, Chicago number is they always find like a random bit of a song and then they like just run with that gag. Mm-hmm. Like, the, if that makes any sense, you know? They like a bit. Yeah, Chicago Drag likes a, a little joke here and there. It's either, like, dancing, a concept, or, like, a joke. Yeah. Like, I describe um, Chicago Drag in one sentence. Get it? <laughs> Get it? You and the audience just like trying to figure out like, oh, here's my dollar. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get it now. You know, if there's like a queen performing like Britney Spears, like piece of me. Oh, you want a piece of me like dressed as a pizza or, you know. <laughs> That's you. That's you. <laughs> you know, very me. Right. Just, you know, things like that, you know. Like, yeah, they take like a concept and run with it. Mm-hmm. But also like they're not. They're not also, like, afraid to, like, be stupid about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Not afraid like, to look ugly. Like, they take drag seriously, but also, like, not seriously at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll, like, commit to, like, whatever bit they're doing, but also, like, the number is just, like, nonsensical. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like Tenderoni is like the perfect drag performer to me because they bring in like the top 20 hits that people can sing along to. They also bring a get it gag. Uh, mm-hmm. They make all of their really cool looks and they look amazing the whole time. And they're like a kind of a mascot uh, where they just hype people up. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's Chicago drag pretty much. Tenderoni. Yeah, Tenderoni is always like so high energy too. Yes, I remember How? that about them. Yeah. Oh, Chicago. Oh. I miss Chicago. Would you ever go back, Kim? Yeah. Uh, my brother I lives mean, in like Chicago move- now. I just recently visited um, no, I mean, him and his back. wife, and they just gave birth to a beautiful baby. Oh. I'm saying a beautiful baby because um, he listens to this podcast. 
baby. Auntie Kim. Auntie Kim, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, so how did you pick the name Auntie Chan of like all the drag names you could have picked? Mm. I don't know. I really liked... But it's really Cherry liked Chan, though, right? It, it is, but I, I feel like I just lean into like Auntie more because that's just like a formal... That's like a formal name in like Asian communities, like like mm-hmm. a, a strange lady that you don't know, or an estranged lady you don't know, but you still call her auntie. I was like, I I like that as a title. Uh, I don't know. I just like. I think older older women are like fierce. They just like mm-hmm. they they just like very taking care of people, even if they don't know them. So mm-hmm. like I don't know. There's more character behind that. I love all the aunties in my life. I love mm-hmm. an auntie. Um, How would you describe your drag persona? How would you describe Auntie to people who haven't seen your performances? Mm. Mm, I would say she's goofy. She's mischievous. She's chaotic. Um, yeah, I would say the, that's like the the summary of it. Just like mischief. Like when you mm. see and- me like enter a room doing drag, I feel like people kind of like tighten up and like get nervous because I may hit you. I may come up and hit you and I'm protected by like gestures privilege. Like I can hit you because it's a performance and now you're a part of it. And you can't take me. And I haven't seen you like come in in like a pantsuit or or like a button down red suit before. That's a very powerful, that was a powerful look. I think I actually saw you on the weather doing Chicago weather in that. Mm. Okay. (laughs) I need to bring that back. I I do love a blazer. I love a pantsuit. How would you describe auntie style? Yeah, I like a blazer. I like a blazer dress. I feel like that's pretty much my style. A blazer dress, like black hair, nail. Mm. Like how do you like? Um, how do you come up with your outfits? Do you like buy them, design them, thrift them? I love to get a thrifted outfit, cut it up, and put it back together, or buy like two, two or three of the same like bodysuit or jacket. Uh, that's like discount at Akira or something uh, and then just like cut pieces of it ruffle it and like throw it back on because I feel like any any drag outfit is just like something that someone would wear to a party with a little bit of extra like oomph to it like oh yeah I would wear mm-hmm. that I love the colors on that uh, but I wouldn't wear that every single day um, so I would just like tear some stuff up I try to be a little little economic about it yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you come up with your numbers, how long does it take for you to, like, conceptualize a number? Or do you just, like, randomly get an inspiration and like, oh, this would be great? Sometimes it's just, like, me looking at a bottle of salt and being like, that Morton salt girl is so cunty. Look at her. <laughs> I got to think of a salt. I got to think of a number where I'm just, like, salt. I got to think of all the salt things. And then I like put on I mean, like a web of like salt and then like all the different things related to salt. If you did a Morton salt girl bit, she could do umbrella. Yeah. She could do umbrella. She could do rain on me. She could do umbrella. Yeah. She could do, <laughs> she could do if she's salt, she can do salt and pepper push it. Pep- yes, she could. She could push people. She could push a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. We're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and this, and, okay, we're cooking now. 
<laughs> this is like how I uh, come up with a, a lot of the ideas too. It's just like uh, just hanging with friends, and they just want to bid around, and they're like, "Okay, that's an idea. Go and take that idea. Go and go and use that. One. That's free." <laughs> Morningstar girl pushing a dim sum cart, and mm. then she thoughts your food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold on. I need to hit them Kind up. of like, you know, how they like pour like the sauce for your, your fun roll. Like, <laughs> yes. I just put so much salt on their food. Oh what is the God. food that it just gets better with more salt? Mm. Fries. Fries, yeah. Fries. Mm-hmm. Or oh popcorn. My God, speaking of fries. Popcorn. So both of you are on TikTok. Are you guys following like this like british chinese food invasion with the what what is yeah they're calling that chinese food it's just fries and curry right <laughs> but but is your like timeline like all british chinese food too no it's not it's not it's not no I, i'm safe i've marked no, I'm marked no like literally like i counted british like i was like food. scrolling down and every single video was a video about british chinese food or a video talking about like the invasion of like british chinese food and what do they call it? Getting a Chinese? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, it's that. funny. I mean, I've that, seen that so many comments because, about like, it. They always say, like, it oh, get an Italian, yeah. get a Mexican. Yeah. Or but get a like, curry. Or, like, yeah. But, but it's funny that, I've like, every so single one of them is eating about fries it, but I've never curry seen sauce. It. And that's what? Chinese food to them? I guess, like, in bread, you know, like, they eat potatoes with everything, so... Um, yeah. And I guess like British curry is invasion. like a national dish. Well, dude, are you seeing any of those on your timeline, Auntie? I I don't see any British invasion like cuisine. I feel like British invasion is just a gentle, cute way of saying colonizing. These bitches trying to colonize <laughs> the world through food. Now, don't you have enough? Don't y'all have enough? <laughs> They're chips, chips. Y'all got the Cayman Islands. Like, the curry sauce. Curry. Mm. All the spices that they took but didn't use, they were actually just like storing. Is like now's our chance. Oh my god! Right, but attack! Like, didn't y'all start <laughs> wars over spices? Just use them. Oh my god! But did you know that there's actually a reason why they stopped using spices? Uh, Wait, what's it? Was low class. So uh, after um, they stole all these spices from all around the world, like they st- the upper class started using it. So then that trickled down to like the lower class. So then lower class started um, seasoning their food with spice. So then upper class stopped using spice because they're like, oh, the poor people are doing it now too. So it's out of fashion. Whoa. So then they stopped seasoning their food with spice. Whoa. Do you think that still exists today? Do you think people avoid spices because it's affiliated with class? Well, when you mm. when you eat traditional British cuisine, I'll say yes. But then also Indian food is really big there. And Indian food there yeah. is actually really flavorful. So I feel like... I think it's half and half. Wow. I would hope but that I'll they've say, like detached. But go ahead. No, but I would say like some of the traditional British food is actually pretty good. <laughs> like it may not be spice, but you know, sometimes like you just want to eat and like taste the ingredient, you mm-hmm. know? Like when like you get what? a Sunday you roast, to... you're gonna like be able to like taste oh, the nice okay. potatoes and then like you get the true essence of the meat. 
with like I, mean, a I really definitely th- like fucks with a Yorkshire pudding, like a really good Yorkshire pudding and some like beef gravy. Like uh-huh. I don't really like the roast itself because I think always find like my roast, the roast experience that I have, those are always dry, but the gravy and the Yorkshire puddings are always like really, really good. The gravy is always like really, really, it almost tastes like there's like a whole cow melted into their gravy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they, they definitely do be doing that. They love a starch. They do. Mm-hmm. Well, we all love starch. We all love a starch yeah. though. Let's, <laughs> Why don't we not just say they? Mm-hmm. We. We as human beings. We, we, we as human one. beings. Unified through starch. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you were saying that Chicago uh, Chicago drags, the Chicago drag scene is like really big on Twitter and stuff. Um, do you guys feel like people are starting to go into the alternatives? I know we're like doing complete 90 uh, or 180 here, but like I, I'm curious. It's more transition. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, did I say we're really big or are I y'all on say Blue Sky or are y'all on I meant to say we're really loud on Twitter I don't know if we, oh, you're we're loud. big but we la- we're loud but what's what's oh, Blue Sky okay. what's all that it's the next Twitter it's oh it's like invite only right now but it's like the original it's like the original guy who started Twitter plus a different like a lady CEO who's like running it and they're trying to like make a Twitter 2.0 that a lot of people are trying to get into right now. Mm. But um, I don't know until like, until I, I feel like no other, pl- there are so many other platforms that are trying to do. I know like Kim and I went on Hive for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one called Spoutable right now. That's pretty good. But I don't know until you get like gay Twitter and black Twitter onto your platform, you're not going to succeed. I don't think. Mm, as an sure. alternative platform because i know people want to leave twitter because it's just like i mean the actual twitter is it. just getting more and more ridiculous like did you see like elon musk said he's going to give away like the um npr twitter to like some other company <laughs> yeah like he's just i don't know he's just being so stupid with it i just don't want to be there anymore mm-hmm. but it's hard to start but over. so many people well, love honestly, using like, twitter like how are you going to take care of all these people that love what the platform used to provide um, mm-hmm. and still want to be connected to like these specific Twitter relationships with other accounts. A lot of people are just trying to make that switch. That's why they're trying to like en masse go into the blue sky once like it opens up because they just want to pretty much make it what Twitter used to be yeah. before Elon took it over. It wasn't that, it was, it had its issues before then, but like, you know, it's not on fire like it is now. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm so stupid. All you have to do is just, like, not do anything. Literally, just filter all, all the Nazi do. stuff and all the child porn stuff, you know? But at least, like, now you know, like, if if we let them have it and, like, just leave it for them to burn down on their own, if they come to any of the new ones, it's just proof that, like, they can't stand each other and they're nothing without, like, somebody to hate on and they're nothing without someone to harass because it's like, well, y'all already had Twitter, and now you're coming onto this like other platform where everybody else is going. Hmm. Yeah, there there really isn't any like content like there is some content filtering on Twitter, um, but I it it used to be this space where you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. Um, it really was in, in a good way. Yes. I'm the most. Yeah, I, I always most. felt like of all my social media presences, I was. I'm, the most unhinged on Twitter. Kim is too. Oh yeah, notoriously. What? Unhinged no, my on Twitter, Twitter is very like educational, thoughtful, and provoking. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
<laughs> no, oh, sharing information. <laughs> Spreading information. A lot of people are like, I used to be so ignorant until I saw your Twitter. Now I have a GED. Now I'm hateful and ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> now I know who to hate on. <laughs> right, yeah. I got all this hating energy. I need it. I need someone to tell me where to where to put it. Hey, what's haters. your favorite social media platform? I think right now it is TikTok. I think yeah. it's, it's a lot of like just getting on there, quick dopamine. And then when I get to the point where it's like split screen ADHD inducing content, I'm like, all right, let me close this. Peace Not out. Enough today. Peace okay. out. They're is there any segment of TikTok that you especially like? Um, I like, uh, I like the TikToks where it's like a little bit of a movie. <laughs> and then I'll watch like <laughs> two minutes of the movie. <laughs> And then I'll go yes. to the comments and they're like, where's part two? And I'm clicking it. I'm going to part two and I'm going to the page and I'm watching like, I'll watch a full movie and like <laughs> two or three yes. TikToks at a time. I'm, I won't lie. I was judging you a little bit. And then I realized <laughs> that I was actually doing that with the producers because somebody was like uploading like all of um the movie of the movie version of the producers and I was just but only all the really gay parts and so I was just like this is great I need to watch this movie yeah again. it's like my inherent rat brain already knows what I need <laughs> to eat and they're giving it they're giving me cheese so I'm gonna eat it like I can't yes. I can't even go against that uh, like a lot of horror movies like I used to love horror movies but now I can't watch them for some reason like they, it feels too real but then I always see like snippets on TikTok, then I get like sucked into it. And like three hours later, and I'm like, what have I just done? I've done nothing but watch like horror movies on TikTok. <laughs> I really want to know what about horror movies seem more real to you right now that you can't watch them. Well, just like anything with like serial killers and things like that, you know, like. Uh, I guess she does like, live in LA oh. now. You, you know? get scary content on your TikTok feed, like people jump scaring or uh, video games that are scary. They're so obvious now, though, when they do that. Like, you, I feel like I can spot a jump scare from like a mile away because mm. they're not very, they're not very like subtle about it. But I like watching people react to scary video games, oh, especially if they're like the VR ones. Those are fun. Mm -hmm. I like the, a lot of like the failed TikToks where people mm. are like trying to like bungee jump or like, but then they end up like falling into the water <laughs> and stuff like that. You love America's oh, you funniest send me home those. videos. You love like a <laughs> yeah. slash kids uh -huh. getting hurt. Yes, all of those. <laughs> like that'll always be like the the premiere content, like from America's Funniest Home Videos to like old YouTube clips to like ridiculousness yes. on MTV. Like that's all the same umbrella of content. Yes. <laughs> show me children getting person. damaged. That is source of that content. <laughs> There's nothing funnier than like a dad trying to like walk outside the home and slipping on a knife and then like rolling down the hill. Yes. <laughs> I love fail videos too. Fail army. Yes. <laughs> and also I love those like prank videos where like there's like a killer clown like murder someone like where they like stage it so it looks like a killer clown like murder someone. And oh, then like, they like start chasing after lot. the um hmm? And it's always in a parking lot. Yes. Yes. Those are good. Those are really good. 
like if I was actually involved in them, like I'd be traumatized for life. But as a viewer watching it, it's so funny. A plus content. Um, do y'all get the, yes. the Chinese TikToks where they're in like a, a, a China shop and they're like eating candy and someone comes in and they're like, I would like to get that. And they're like, all right. And they get like these these like three or four pieces of candy and give it to them. And it's just like all like sensual, like opening the package, them sucking on it, them going <laughs> spicy. What? No. You don't, you don't get that? What is this? I don't know. It's, nope. it's all over my feed. Do no, you but speak it into on... my phone so they can like show it oh, to sorry. me later. <laughs> okay. Do you ever get those um yeah. videos of like Chinese couple eating? So they're always it's always like husband and a wife eating, and um, husband is always like eating like noodles, and the wife is like <laughs> eating like wraps or something, and she always has like chicken hidden somewhere. Yes. And like the husband always like tries to steal like wife's food or like he swaps the food, but then like. She like reveals that shit, like chicken, like <laughs> yes. hidden here, like all along. Got, like an egg at the you bottom of the about? bowl. She's like, yeah. "Yeah, I got you, bitch." And then everyone in the comments like, "That man is so greedy." That's <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, okay, I can't stand the husband. <laughs> and they're always eating like a bowl of like garlic too. Yes, like green pickled yes. garlic. Green oh pickled garlic. Yes. Okay, we have we have the same feed. Yes, that we I have the same. Feed. Yeah. And when husband eats the egg, like he doesn't even chew them; he just like swallows these eggs whole. Swallows it. And I hate that man. Yes. I hate, no, I hate him too. No, I'm a hater. That guy <laughs> sucks. And then another video is like, where it's like a family eating like a lot of rice with like chopped chili. Mm. And then mm. it's just like, and then they just go through the entire the thing of rice. The dad takes the plate and is just like, is scraping it and everyone's like scraping it at the same time. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, God. yes. Yeah. Yes, I've seen that TikTok. I hope you that. Know, be this... a... Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Finish yours. No, it's it's. Um, I was just gonna say. I hope these podcasts are just you describing TikToks to each other. That's all. that's it. No, I guess mean, <laughs> it's it gets it all. It always devolves into that. But I a good number. You know those like TikToks where like it's like the Chinese ladies being like super polite, but they all use that same song of that like Chinese woman singing. They're always like bending over and stuff. That would actually be a good song to do for a number because I feel like everybody has seen those. Yes. Mm. Yes. They're like in a chong sam and they're like, no, I got it. I'll pick it yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. It's and like, it goes like wait, a slow motion. I get that song. <laughs> yeah. What is, the, what is the name oh, of that no, song? I got to find that. What is that? Well, I know. Yeah. I know what it sounds like though, but I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to make the sounds. No, no. If I feel like it's the type of song as like any of us would try to sing it, it would be offensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be such a great Stop. number to do for drag, or at least like an and intro. <laughs> Please. And then all their videos have like a filter, so like. Their legs are like five feet long for some reason. <laughs> yes. They yes. They're like so tall and pale. And... That's too funny. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna funny. I'm gonna push someone and then I'm gonna do push it. Um salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm gonna apologize. I didn't mean to push you. You dropped this. And I pick it up and then it's <laughs> so salt good. that I put on the ground and I salt their food. 
That's what we'll do. <laughs> this is like the ultimate, like, ultimate concept number. Yes, y'all are going to have to figure out the actual, actual, yeah. actual art. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Well, we had so much fun with you today, Auntie. <laughs> yes, I had so much fun, too. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on our podcast, and please come on again. I'd love to. Um, oh, wait, I do have a question for, like, Auntie Chen. Like, what is, mm -hmm. what would you, okay, if it's different from what your favorite food is, what is, like, Auntie's favorite food? Ooh. Oh. Or what is your favorite food, and then what is Auntie's favorite food? Okay. Well, my, my favorite food always changes, but I, I want to say right now, since we're in the season, um, Viet Cajun crawfish boil. It's my favorite food. Mm -hmm. Work. And kind of parallel to that, Auntie's favorite food is Szechuan hot pot. All right. Mm. East meets West. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love hot, boiling, spicy water. <laughs> mm. a simple girl. Who doesn't? Well, so, Honestly. Do you like the, uh, the mala broth? Love the, I love the mala sensation, the broth. Mm. I love the tingling, the numbing, like, that's that's my tea. With the my mala sensation sounds like too. a good drag night. Mala sensation. Mala sensation. Yes. The mala sensation. Mm. From the house of sensation, give it up for mala. 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 <laughs> mala. <laughs> mala. <laughs> that was a cute name. She's spicy. Yes. <laughs> but have you ever tried um tomato broth? Tomatoes. Mm. Good. Tomato broth. Oh, oh yeah. I love a nourishing tomato broth. Yeah. Tomato broth is like my favorite. I always get like half spicy and half tomato. The tomato broth just makes all the veggies taste so like robust and tangy. Mm. <sighs> Where do they have that? That's is that they have that Shibuya for, for Korean hot pot or no not I Shibuya, but to some pot. Chinese hot pot place that I go to, which you were supposed to take you, but then um didn't happen. Yeah, she fell through. But then I made curry that night. Yeah. But next time you're here, I'll take you there. Mm. Yeah, take me. Take me. Yes, please come. What are, you, what are you in LA next? I don't have... DragCon? No, I'm, I'm chilling here for that. But I'll I'll let you know. I I went earlier this year. So I'm like, oh, I don't need to go to LA for a minute. But who knows? Mm. Maybe I'll go in the fall. When's yeah, not when you're here, let me okay. know. I'll hit you up. We'll go get Brazilian food. Mala food, all that. Mm -hmm. All that. Oh, yeah. I got oh, you. Um, do you have any final words for our listeners before um, we log off? Yeah, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Listeners, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Auntie Chan, A-U-N-T-Y underscore C-H-A-N. And if you live in Chicago, come check us out at Dim Sum and Drag. Uh, we also have an Instagram page, and you can find us at Dim Sum and Drag for all your Furama Dim Sum food crazy drag performance needs. Amazing. There uh, you have it. Catch thank you so much for joining us on the... Oh. <laughs> we'll bring her a lot Go of ahead. pennies. Make it hail. <laughs> yes, make it. Make it hail. <laughs> Not make it hail. Uh, <laughs> Not pennies. <laughs> or Canadian dollars loonies which is also a coin yes. 
<laughs> but the heaviest, the heaviest coin. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. That was um our episode of One for the Table with our special guest Auntie Chan. If you like what you heard, like, subscribe, comment, share. If you don't, you're a hater. hater. And we don't like haters. We love haters. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>